Hello, welcome to the World Cafe Podcast. This podcast has been designed with curated content that centers on the power of words. Can we really do anything without speaking? Can we really do anything without the agency of words? Yes, that is what this podcast is all about. And I am your host, Amakri Isoboye, your neighborhood word trader. I believe in the power of words, for it is the unit of creation. I trade in words to profit my world. It's a lovely, lovely, lovely day. Hello, people. How are you all doing? You know how we do it on the show. We start by asking that question. How are you? Then we follow by saying good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good everything, wherever you are. This moment on the earth, listening to us. Yes, this is the World Cafe Live Show with Amakri Isoboye, your neighborhood word trader. This season is the season for the women, our wives, our sisters, our mothers. Yes, the month of March. Mm, that's what we are having today. You're wondering, what are these people in the studio today? Well, let me tell you, I am blessed amongst women. Yes, this is for them. That's why we are doing this particular edition. The month of March, we'll have a lot of women coming into the studio. We're talking about them all the way. What is the theme for this International Women's Day? Breaking the bias. Whoa, that's what we have. That's what we have. Enough said, enough said. So, who are these beautiful faces all around me? I'm going to start with uh, they are all podcasters for your information. Yes, they are my partners, not in crime, but in this success that we are producing every day. I have Kane Day. We call her Kenny Crown. She's here. Wonderful. You're welcome, Kane Day. Then Hello. we have the purpose midwife. Don't worry, you will hear from her very soon. You're welcome. You're welcome. We have Ifoma. She is the voice behind At Home with Ifeno. We'll hear from her very soon. And we also have M.M. Okwashi. She's, she's an educationist. You know, when you hear her speak, you will know we have women in that element, you know. So before I do anything, I will just allow them to say one or two things. Then we hit the road running. I start with Kende. Go ahead. Tell us something about yourself. Hi, everyone. It is such a privilege to be among wonderful women. I mean, powerful women, my superhero, my fellow, my fellow builders. Hmm. I, I say that and I say that intentionally because God has called us into the fold. We carry the womb, you know, of success and we birth them to life. So what do I do? I am structured to intentional living. However, the purpose at which God created me is to make sure that I propel people to action from confinement into a place of fulfilling their purpose. And I do this in different ways. I have an Afatha podcast in which I bring in guests to speak about their past or whatever that has put them on a limitation on, on, on limit limitations and how they were able to scale through into living intentional living just to encourage 
encourage other people who are going through the same issues and thinking that, no, I just want to stay right here. But we are saying, no, 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 we are here to propel you, to tell you that it's time to rise up to be who God wants you to be. And apart from that, I also host a Monday motivation. And this is just a dose. It is between 10 to 12 minutes of, of YouTube video where I encourage people every Monday to to be their best at their place of work, especially in their productivity. So, and also I'm a author, by the grace of God, I'm able to author a book called Intentional Living. And this is mm. where we speak about, you know, your untapped identity, you know, the, the, the inheritance that you have in your identity that you've not tapped into. So in there, you have intentional mindset, you have intentional, um, um, stewarding, which is to raise your child. You have everything that has to do with lifestyle generally is in the book. You can be intentional about it. So in a nutshell, that's what I do. And in the meantime, God is that calling me into raising youth, you know, to understand the identity so that they can break the barriers of life, what life is bringing to them. And also to women who do not understand, not just women, but everyone, both male and female who are struggling with what does my identity entails? What can I tap in from there? So God is hoping me to bring out the, to help them birth, you know, the, the inheritance, the richness in the identity so that the world can tap into it and be who God wants them to be. So that's and me. And you say that women are not doing stuff. That is not a nutshell. That is almost an ocean, if you ask me. All right. Okay, next to you, Olabude. I'm so excited to be here. I am pumped. I'm just, I don't even know to use the word. When you hear, when you have women like gathering in one place, I, I just hear the word collaboration. So as soon as I was clear, I was like, yes, we're doing this. We're ready. We're joining you in this. I know this month we're celebrating women and we're just celebrating ourselves. Like you said, yeah. women do so much. So I'm so grateful to be here, to be part of this phenomenal startup you're doing. Because I know that after, after this, a lot of people are going to start doing this as well. Because this is great. Awesome. So awesome. my name is Olu Alabode. I'm, the, I'm a purpose midwife. I'm a speaker, a trainer, a coach. And really what I do is I help women unleash themselves from limitations of life you know help them discover purpose and birth that purpose so that they can live intentional lives because i find that for a lot of women we want to live the life of purpose but there's just so much holding us back just like my sister said and so mm. that is my space i just want to come i come alongside you and i help you to birth <laughs> make sure that you're bringing into birth everything that god has put on the inside of you uh, you know, I'm a podcaster as well, so I love to do this. And I'm, I'm just so excited about what we're going to be talking about today. Awesome. All right. Welcome on board the Purpose Midwife, M.M. Okwashi. Uh, one thing I'm going to say before she comes on, M.M. is, uh, if you've been to an English class, you know, you know, the way they, you understand when you hear her speak. Over to you, M.M. <laughs> I'm shy. What am I going to say? Don't be shy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just th- hello everyone. I'm really honored to be in the midst of such amazing women. I'm just I'm rolling my eyes and going, what am I gonna say? This is just <laughs> huge. Um, I was virtually running in from the city center. I have a, a salad next to me, which I am, you know, I'm looking at it, trying not to eat it while I'm talking. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yes. Um. So for me, I I um I call myself the unconventional educator. Mm. I am a business coach for education leaders, and so most of my most of my um, work that I've done has been about education, but not 
education the way we see it is not education like schooling i look at every other thing that 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 impacts education and so my podcast is called the other side of education Mm-hmm. One of my um, phrases I use a lot is that education is actually everyone's responsibility. It's actually something we all need to come together. So it's not that we, we can look at ourselves, especially as a nation or, you know, whoever we are. I think one of yeah. the, if we look at it, one of the longest times or years that we've spent doing anything has actually been the aspect of getting ourselves educated to be, you know, where we are today. So I think um, for me, I feel that there is a lot of power in getting educated. Now that's educating yourself. It might not be that you're going to school or or going back to school or doing a PhD, but just keeping yourself, keeping your brain active. You know that lifelong learning is something we try and encourage. And so, and one of the words I've been using recently is activate. So I I, I want to get people to activate their mindsets towards um, the bigger picture. All right. So it, it can. Even people who, and we work with a lot of school leaders, for example, or school owners, it's not really about you. It's not about the kids. It's not about your numbers in your school. Yeah. There's something that is going on, you know. So it's it's about it's about nation built, it's about building up nations. It's a global thing. Yeah. Okay, because one little thing that we do in our little sphere, um, it impacts it. People would, you might be the only person someone sees from your nation or from your, you know, from from where you are, and that's all they see yeah. and that's all they know. So um, wow. so that's it. I'm a business coach, I'm a podcaster, I'm an author, um, a wife, a mom. I have a team of people that that I um I also I like working with people. I like people, <laughs> and I'm a stationary addict. I have to just say that because I just um, yes, I, I yesterday I was telling the kid I said I'm a stationary addict in a good way. So I think um, I don't know I don't know what it is about pens and markers and handwriting. I mean just things. I just bought a box of um, I'm not ashamed to say a hundred <laughs> markers. I don't know what I'm going to do with a hundred markers, but yeah. So. <laughs> That's good. And em- embracing yourself in that uniqueness. Amazing. Amazing. All right. Next to MM is Ife. No, we call her Ifoma Omoni. She is the voice behind At Home with Ifeno. Let's hear you. Thank you. It's an honor to be here today among wonderful women. Women that in fact, I don't even know what to use to describe every one of us. Um, my name is Ifoma Neka Omoniyi. So that's how Ifeno came. Ifoma Neka. The N there is the Ifeno, F-I-F-E-N-O. So N there is Neka. And then O is Omoniyi. Interestingly, Ifeno came up even before I got married. Because my maiden surname was also an O. So I see Ifeno as a divine name, honestly. Yes, because I had that name from university before I even got married. So Ifeno is here. And I am a passionate homemaker. Love that. I I am somebody that, you know, I, I have the passion for home for families because i believe that is the smallest unit of any society of a nation of an organization if every one of us can get it right from home then our problems will be minimal so you see me anytime i get any information even from today's interview, I've started getting some things that you see me, I want to go and download to my children. I want to see how I can break it down, you know, to the smallest bit. 
So the home is is my is my space. There was a day my children were asking me, Mommy, when we go to school, what do you do? I said, ah, okay. I made a list. Immediately I dropped them. I did the school run. I started writing hour by hour what I was doing. When they came back and saw what I wrote, they were like, wow. They said, we thought you were bored, you know? And they were like, okay, when you are not doing your business, because I run my business from home, what do you do? So I am somebody that there's always something for me to do. I can't get bored at home. Not at all. So I am a wonderful homemaker, excellent in it. You can come to my house anytime and I'll be ready for you. When wow. I say anytime, I won't be running to rearrange any place. It's, it's, it's as bad as that. We need to come and learn from you. <laughs> I, I need a lesson on that. <laughs> I'm very serious. If, if you come to my house, right now and say i'm going to your bedroom i will not tell you hold on i'll say please come in well not 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 to bust your bubbles i've known <laughs> i've known each channel for almost is it 20 years now you know when together so what she's telling you is absolutely correct you know on campus then when uh, we go visiting. If you're going to see, for, I mean, if former, uh, her corner is always, you know, this. Thick and span. How does it clean and everything? Just like, wow. you ask yourself, are we in school or I, we are I can somewhere? see the brightness look on Emin. Em- you know, so I, I can attest to that. Awesome, awesome. Guys, I have lovely women with me, you know. In the studio today, I am blessed amongst women. Yes, I am. I'm just receiving that energy. So, quickly, I'm going to raise this question. You know, before we came on set, I was telling, uh, I was telling you all that I didn't know the theme for this year's Women's Day International. I mean, International Women's Day celebration. I didn't know the theme. I just came across it breaking biases or breaking breaking the bias i beg your pardon and i was like okay what has been on my mind is woman that was loosed and somehow it's like it's rhyming so i now ask myself what exactly are these biases or the bias that women are dealing with is it are uh, something they imagine or it is actually there you know, so that is what we're going to talk about now. What are these, or what was the bias we are to deal with? I'm going to start with Kenny, and we flow in that direction. Oh, okay. Um, I'm just—it's it, just going to feel like I'm starting off from where Ifoma left it, because I think it started from the home and has a lot of things to do with um, MM as well. So, which means that um, a lot of things that we do, it is just when we grow up now that we start renewing our mindset. So, when you grow up in a family whereby you're the only girl or you're you're a girl that missed three boys and there are certain opportunities that's coming up 
and your family your parent goes on like you you know will let your brothers do that why why not just go to the kitchen and go make something for everyone to eat and then it start from there as a as a lady you start picking it up that your role and your responsibility is just limited to be in the kitchen whereby if you grew up in a place whereby you have three girls in the house there is no limitation there's no biases then the parent there's a way that there's a formulation that comes with it. i don't know how that works but i think it's mm -hmm. happened from the generations you know before us so whatever you have three people in the house then you know if they're girls then there is no no the competition is not going to be as much as when you have boys in the house and then girls and then there's separation between what they do so the bias start from there you start growing up to think that i'm not i'm not i'm not meant for greater things i'm meant to just go to the university and you know maybe if you're fortunate you know go for your master's education and once you're done from there just go to your husband and just be a full housewife it is only just little women who can say that no i do not want to be like this and i'm saying that these women would have been women who maybe they've seen what has happened in their family maybe their mom had some kind of limitations they have to wait for yeah. their dad before they could get you know money and that child is growing up and thinking no i don't want to be like this it is just that one percent of those women that would stand up and say no i am breaking this bias i want to get married and i still want to help my husband be that helpmate i don't just want to sit down and wait and say when I, whenever i want to buy a pad i have to wait for my husband to come and give me that 10 pounds or to give me that five pounds i want to work for it i want to support that woman so bias sometimes i think the first place where it comes from is from the home if the foundation is not being built properly then we'll start having problem you know when we get into the society now was wife building on what she has said it's like parents actually are to blame for this or these biases or these bias we're talking about it's like they introduce it so how do we how do we should i say debunk this from that point of view yeah. i i i love the way kenny said it because you just kind of uh, how would i say you almost kind of don't, we're talking about my house really because i grew up i remember i was just my brother and i going to answer the question my brother and i, and I remember i was i still could picture as she was talking my mom saying okay yeah come in the kitchen with me but my brother will be there sitting with my dad in the living room watching sports or watching something and i'm thinking um hello but because of like you said almost like culture kind of just yeah. told you this is your role because women are natural nurturers as well so we mm -hmm. just kind of fit get into that you know we start we start role playing from when we're little we have the little mm -hmm. we have our leaf soup and i'm sure you guys will remember and we will cook still for the babies and we will do all of those just rope yeah. and we kind of just grab yeah. it into it and our parents never really broke that into say um a boy is actually going to go and live by himself at one point in his life and he's going to need somebody to cook his food and yeah. I remember growing up, I, actually nobody really told me that thing, but because I saw it like that, when I became a parent, I had three boys, which was really interesting. So now mm -hmm. I had three boys earlier on. My girl came much later. My girl is my last one. And so I told myself, and this is not happening in this house. I'm not going to be a slave to you guys. I'm not going to be, uh, I always said, I said, there's no housemaid in this house. We are all going to come in the kitchen. From the age of five, I started teaching my three boys how to wash the toilets, how to do, Whoa. how to, 
you can make egg you get you get the stool and you can do dishes why mm -hmm. because i wanted to just say you know like 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 kenny said it all starts from the home so as parents mm -hmm. if we can help our boys understand that nobody has that same who says there's a role that a woman has to do everything in the home who mm -hmm. said it has to be culture just dictates to us and we just buy what culture says and so we take it from the home and then we take it into society and now in the workplace a guy is saying to a lady i'm sorry you're gonna have to stay here because that is what that is how it's always been and that's mm. how it's always gonna be but somebody will say no 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 i'm gonna rise i'm gonna be a ceo here i am not yeah. gonna stay in that place where you say i'm gonna be but it starts really truly from the home so i, I remember that for me as a parent as a mom i was intentional about making sure that all my boys knew how to cook until now they still cook. My oldest is turning like Sometimes he makes a mommy, I'm making dinner, he makes food. My 15-year-old can cook, my 17-year-old my can cook. And mm. it's interesting that my daughter now cannot even cook as much as her brothers. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Because <laughs> I was about the boys because of the way culture. Because I don't want the wife to say to say to them later in life, who was your mom that didn't even train you? So I, I thought I need to equip them so that when they go into the world, they can at least fend for themselves and be a help to somebody else. Awesome. 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 All right. Before we continue, uh, Kenny would have to leave us because she has another engagement to you know, catch up with. But awesome. Awesome having you with us this evening. And honestly, your contributions have been wonderful. Wonderful. Hope you will come again when we call upon you. Yes, it would be a pleasure to be back. Thank you so All much, right. powerful women, and thank you so much, awesome man. <laughs> All right. Have a lovely evening. All right. You, so, too. before I come to MM, I'll tell you guys a story. I, Ifama knows a little bit of this, but I'm going to share that this with you guys. I'm from a home of eight, eight boys. You know, no girl. Oh. Yes. The only girl I came to know was my mom. So, wow. yes. Uh, I'm number five, you know, so my mom took special interest in me and wore me the clothes of a girl, like the responsibility of a girl. I started going to the market with my mom, I think, uh, I mean, traditional Nigerian market, as we call it, not supermarket. Now, I started, I think at the age of nine or 10. So I just had that with me. So I do the cooking at home do the chores, clean. They call me Mr. Kitchen. That's what they call me, you know, at home. My brothers call me that. So sometime in my career, you know, growing up, getting married, settling down and all whatnot, I was privileged to like stay out, you know, work out, you know, out of Nigeria for a period. So for three good months, I, my wife was not with me. So imagine what came what just kicked in that natural thing that my mom instilled so to say just kicked in so i would go to you know go to the store the supermarket get my stuff look for the nigerian shops in the neighborhood and all that and i just so my wife when she came visiting at the time was like so you mean you can do all of this thing i said what do you take what do you take me for <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you know, I understand when we say that our parents sometimes, you know, create this uh, scenario or atmosphere and unconsciously we slip into it. And before you know it, the wider society is also 
I mean, guiding us in that direction. Now, Emin, as an educator, how have you been dealing with this bias at that level? Lovely. Um, um, thank you. That, interestingly, you know, there's an experience I normally refer to. So I have I have two sons. Uh, we have two sons and a daughter. And just like um, you know, Alu also said, my sons they cook. In fact, my older son, um, Damila, is so good at cooking that I call him, he's he's doing his master's, and I call him some days, aha, I just bought some fish, you know, um, what's the best seasoning? So he's, he's on another level of cooking. My husband cooks really well, too. You know, so my dad used to cook really well. So it, for us, it was one of those things. We know that it's not typical, mm. but it's one of those things that I was actually very intentional about also. I really wanted to make sure my boys know how to cook. But, but an experience that was very interesting. So when my, when, um, my first son, when he was in preschool, the teacher called me for a meeting. So he was like two and, um, you know, very serious face. And I'm like, what's going on? She says, you know, I don't know what to do. Dami is always in the home corner. <laughs> and, and, you know, so she said, he's always in the home corner and I'm trying to get him to play with the cars. Wow. So I said, okay, so what's the problem? He shouldn't be in the home corner. He's a boy. He's How? A boy. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I've never forgotten that she called me for a meeting. Wow. She called us for a mm. meeting on this matter, you know, and I'm like, okay. Um, you know, so I said, okay, just to, so I, I spoke to her and I said, number one, for us at home, we don't, this is not how, this is not what we do. Everyone takes part. The men around mm. him cook. He cooks. He's very interested. Even as a little baby, he's always very interested in coming into the kitchen. So, and I would, you know, and, and she's like, hmm, still, you know, I said, yes, he still plays with the cars. He, he, he drives, he knows who he is and all that, you know. So I found that as we're talking about the home. So imagine this teacher is already, she's, she, if, if she had her way, I'm sure she would have tried to scrub it out of his head. Don't go mm. out of it. You know, if she had her way, I'm sure she would have probably been beating him or pinching him yeah. to get him to come out of the out of that area. And so one of the things you find even in, in school, because teachers also have been conditioned with this mindset, many people have skills that they want to explore. And people, people will tell you things like, mm -mm, "Don't that's not for that's not for you to study. Go and study. Um, you know, go and do education. You're a girl. Go and do this." Yeah. Or... Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so they say they tell you things like, "Oh, don't do STEM or don't go and do this." So, from from the home it starts, and then we now get to school where the people who are meant to be teaching us are also grooming us for future. Um, future relevance are also yeah. implanting these ideas into our heads and so it's yeah. something that it must be it must be a national call it must there must be like a, an awareness campaign and you know mm. parents everyone must be so strong about what it is and then another um thing that also happened um recently too just uh, you know so these examples are also very significant for for me i was I, you would think that we would know better and we think that we all know better so i was talking to my daughter and she was like um, so my, my daughter, our daughter is 15. Um, right. and she says, um, oh, you know, she wants to do this. She wants to work in this and she wants to just, you know, get, um, get a great job. You know, she's even thinking of the kind of house she wants to build. So, so I'm looking at her like, mm. you want to build a house. So what, what do you want? I'm the one, me, I should know better, you know. And I'm saying, you want to build a house. What's your mm. husband going to be doing? She says, oh. you better have a job too. I'm not going to waiting for, this girl's 15. In fact, wow. this, this, this thing was last year. We're having this conversation. It's just like, I'm okay. waiting for. I'm going to wait for someone before I, I you know, I, 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 I get to do it. I said, I, I intend to be a successful person. I don't want to yeah. wait for. I'm, and I'm looking at her like, even me that should know better. And I think that I'm not. I don't have this bias. I'm looking at her and her when she's saying she wants to build a house. She wants to, 
run this successful yeah. business, you know, um, and everything. And I'm going, okay, so, you know, you're going to get a man someday or something too. She's like, yeah, that's, he should have a job. He should be doing something too, you know? So um, it's a whole thing, you know, there's so many dimensions to bias and, and, and us having those preconceived ideas of who should be doing what. So we need to actually probably do a reset. Mm-hmm. And especially in the education field where children are meant to be able to discover, give them opportunities yeah. to discover things. That's why you want to make sure you get it right. Let them discover, let them try out things, let them ex- let, let them be exposed to new experiences. Um, yeah. we, there's one summer we did um, sewing, cooking and different things. We were shocked that all the boys chose the sewing. We had sewing summer. machines. We used to have summer you, camps. You can imagine. And we had to call some of the parents. Is it okay? Because the boys, so thank God they were very liberal. They're like, that's fine. These boys were engrossed. I have a picture of some of the boys trying to thread the thing. Because many of them were like, nobody's going to allow you to do sewing where at home. How are you going to say you want to go to sewing school? How? You know? Mm. So we need mm. to allow these people to explore. Yes. Even as us as parents, if it's something we're not doing or we haven't been doing that, when children are showing some interest, don't go too crazy and start thinking, oh my God, this boy is turning into a girl. You know, sometimes we, we let our minds go too far. We can, yeah. you know, guide them, encourage, talk to them, you know, communicate, see the best way. And then you can find better ways to encourage them to try other things too. Um, so I think that that aspect of exploring, opening up our minds, trying to every day make that commitment to um, to open up our minds, to not limit our thoughts and, you know, not just go, okay, girls should be doing this and boys should be doing that relearn be willing to relearn be willing to um just refresh your brain open up yeah. your brain and say let me see let me give more opportunity so i think from the angle of education and home um that's that that's yeah. something I, I think i would um want to say yeah beautiful so. beautiful yeah and then as we're speaking uh one beautiful wonderful lady just popped into the studio i wouldn't say she broke the ranks, but she's here. Her name is Ilina. Oh, I can't hear. <laughs> Let me try and get the sound. <laughs> Ilina, where is that name? Ivy, you're welcome. She's the voice behind that show called Ivy Speaks. Ivy, you're welcome. You're welcome. Oh, oh it's to... a pleasure. Hi, Ivy. Good to have you. Hello, how are you? Hello, Ifoma. How are you? I'm fine. Good to see you. Thank you. You're welcome, Ivy. So as NM was speaking, Ivy, I'll come to you shortly. Okay. Okay. just came back now. As NM was speaking, sharing that story, what came to my mind was a piece I read about, you know, I listened rather, Chimamanda Adichie, she went, when she was given, I think it, it was in Belgium or Germany, somewhere, she was talking about uh, nurturing about cooking and all that and the story of uh boys are not meant to cook girls are meant to cook so she asked the question if something as powerful as nutritious food should be meant for only the women don't you think that is unjust that you know only the women should do something as beautiful as bringing ingredients ingredients together to create a wonderful meal. The guys should also, you know, be encouraged to do that. So when you were talking, that just popped up. And I think uh, culture, which has been, should I say, elevated by our parents, somehow is to blame for this, you know, in, I mean, 
bringing it into the children. Oh, you're not meant to do this. Oh, you're meant to do that. It goes to buttress what scripture says. Train up a child in the way he or she should go. Just forget about it. They will pursue it to the end. So mm-hmm. if you put them on that track, I'm in that path, that is what you're going to see. So Ivy just came in. So we're going to allow her introduce herself. Then if I will come in on that conversation, who is Ibinabo Enebi? Well, hello, everyone. My name is Ibinabo Enebi. And just yesterday, I was having a conversation with Amakri and I was asking Amax, who am I or what am I? And um, he said, you are a pathfinder. Ooh. And I'm like, wow. I love that. And that. Yes. And so I've put that now as who am I, as who I am, actually. So actually, yes, I think I'm a pathfinder because I am a content creator. I have um, a YouTube channel called Ibinabo Edebi. And I have a website, it's a blogging site. It used to be One Womanity. And it's now um, ibinaboenebi.com. And collectively on those platforms, what I do is I bring in people, experts, people, thought leaders, and, you know, and everyday people that share stories. And um, their stories, I say, serve as streetlights and survival kits for people who are coming, you know, behind us. So, yes, I'm a pathfinder and I use stories to help people find their paths in life. All right, she's a pathfinder. Oh, if I just had a little issue, if I try and reconnect, you know, she's a pathfinder. Ivy is, uh, how am I going to describe her? Beyond the pathfinding and all that, she's somebody who is boisterous. If you, you know, she's full of energy, always like she wants to like dissipate that energy somewhere, you know, and she just <laughs> looking for you know, and all that. <laughs> Ivy, you want to be sure. <laughs> so we, we, we've been talking about breaking the bias. You know, if I just had a little glitch, I know she's going to reconnect. You know, and uh, yeah. uh, before you came on, we had somebody who had to leave also to catch up with another activity, and she we began that conversation. The bias, where does it all begin? And somehow, all of you, I mean, in unison, is saying that the home has a lot to play, you know, about the spires created in uh, the minds of the women. Ivy, what's your take on this? Wow, um, I'm so sorry that I didn't start from the beginning, right? Because my thought process about biases is a little bit different from the conversation that I heard, um, MMMM, and by the way, I think you spoke fantastically well um just yesterday i was at a forum that i spoke about breaking the biases and um for me i see that um in as much as we we have biases or biases i don't know the right word to say now against us women i think that we have to do some housekeeping even within the womanhood that sometimes women have biases against themselves so for example if we have a woman who is a widow or we have a, a lady who um you know dropped out of school or who isn't in the right or rather isn't in a circle of ideal 
you know, generally speaking, I think that we have biases even against such women. And I'd also say biases against even uh, people who we feel that are, are, are less of us. And, you know, so generally speaking, and I was going to say that, you know, in the in the speech that I, or rather in this discussion that I had uh, yesterday, I said that I came from a family of nine women and four boys and four men and my sister's uh, my older sisters are in their 70s and in the 60s, my early 70s and 60s. And at the time when my mother was having all of us, all girls, you know, she had the first seven children were girls and then two boys and then a girl and then a boy and then a girl and a boy. Um, at the time, it was like if you had a girl child, you didn't have children. Yeah. Mm. And so, uh, you know, so but then, you know, you would think that. Uh, my mother was going to be supported by women, but she was trampled by women because they said, number one, she was giving back to children like rabbits. And whenever she got pregnant, her pregnancies and her deliveries were non-consequential because they said she was going to give back to another insignificant child. So uh, having girls, anytime, every time my mother popped out a baby girl, my father's value as a man seemed to diminish because a girl is a girl again. But again, I thank God for men like my father who stood the ground, who felt that it was important to educate girls and who gave a voice to girls to the degree that um, because of what he stood for, that men in my community were confident to have all, all female children because they felt that whatever the boys could do, that the girls could do. So um, I see us all the time trampling on, on, on women and that consciousness consciousness or thought process hasn't changed for example i have a friend of mine abimbola benjamin she was widowed uh, seven years ago at 45 and she says that women have been biting women since 19 Bogoro. she had four kids and immediately she lost her husband and i love her so much because she's brilliant very hard-working girl she was stigmatized by her friends her circle of friends changed because she had lost her husband and some people felt that, oh my God, she's going to be a liability or we don't want, you know, when you're a widow, then it becomes infectious, you're like a plague. So we don't want you to come close to us. So I see all the time that women are cannibalizing uh, each other. And then, you know, so, um, but then we keep saying, oh, uh, break the biases, break the biases. So we have to do uh, 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 housekeeping within ourselves to make sure that people within our ranks are looked at after and then we can come for justice and equity with clean hands and um, another bias that I see is being biased even against ourselves you know so we have these mind frames and thought processes that that just that that, that become like like a, a cage that cages us so even without even you being biased or biased against, you feel that I can't do this. Um, it's never been done before. There's nobody that done this before in my family. Uh, uh, you self-sabotage. You, 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 you have the imposter syndrome and all of that. So even without you, even without even the society being biased against you, you have your biased against yourself. So for me, I look at it in those lights that we have to break the biases or biases that we have against women and then against ourselves. And once we do that, then we can now step out and begin to challenge the biases that society has against us. So that's the perspective well, I, which I want to look at it. I, 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 I thank you for this 
side because I, I was going to, you know, bring it up, but somehow you just brought it up. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's okay. It's okay. I had the same conversation yesterday, you know, and so I had this very same conversation when you look at women fighting women, you know, women not supporting women. But I think that narrative is changing because where 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 should I say becoming more enlightened, more aware, you know, and seeing ourselves better. So first of all, you need to see yourself in that woman as in you're a woman, she's a woman. Whatever she's facing, hello, let us turn the tables. It might be you. So why not reach out to her and support her genuinely, not necessarily because you want to curry some favor or whatsoever. Then again, dealing with that bias yourself, your mind frame. Like the person I had a conversation with, uh, Coach Eden, that's her name to be, you know, we'll get to hear that conversation because I, I mean, uh, I'll bring it up much later as in on, on, online and we're all going to listen to it. She was like opening up herself, things she had gone through and telling herself, this will not stop me. For those of us who know her, you know her, you know, this will not stop me. And I was, when she was talking, it's like somebody walked into the room and poured an ice bucket, you know, a bucket with ice on me. I felt this goosebumps all over me for a woman to be open like this. So that is it. You're not owning your problem, but you're telling your problem. You can't own me, more or less. And that bias is broken off you and boom, you move. So that's why I actually tagged my own International Women's Day uh, theme as woman that was loose. Jesus said to the lady, you are loose. He touched her and said, you are loose. Go. So it's like, you did You've been free all this while, but now I'm telling you, I'm touching you, woman, you are loose. You are free. Go and live your life. Thank you. Thank you for that dimension you brought. Even when you had a little issue with your line, you, you know, you fell off on your back again. Yeah, no, 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 it's okay. It's one of those things. Now, what, what's your take on what Ivy has, I mean, just uh, presented, dealing as, as a woman, dealing with that bias, we in another should i say fellow woman yes um many times people say be careful when you see women gather um it doesn't take long very soon they'll start fighting or you see jealousy and interestingly last week i was discussing with a female friend of mine and we got talking and i i was telling her that I started a Bible study group of homemakers. You know, I had that inspiration. And I got the inspiration from another Bible study group I still belong to, and we are all women. So she got interested when I, and I told her that the first Bible study group I belong to, we are not from this, we are from different, in fact, we don't stay in the same city. Somebody is in Kaduna, another person, different parts of the world, and we do different things. But, you know, we have that common whatever. But she she was interested that 
we we had stayed for three going to four years and she was wondering um so what has really happened i was like i don't understand what what are you expecting will happen she said because she has found out that she has been in groups where she doesn't as in she doesn't last and i said why won't you last she said it's either there will be one argument or the other and i was like ah, okay my experience is different because the first group i belong to inspired me to start one that was was really unique all of us are homemakers and you know the interesting thing about this group three of us out of four are, are, we bake we are bakers we bake cakes and interestingly i discovered that the three of us that bake cakes we are strong in different areas of baking cake mm. one person is very good with fondant decoration another person is wow with buttercream the fondant person is not so good with the buttercream decoration and me i am the pro in plain fruit cakes you know as in it is very good it's very good wow. in um, always looking forward to come and eat my fruit cake she's all she even told me send the recipe another thing we do we we exchange recipes mm. and we are makers we are in the same business but mm. there is no competition there in fact the fourth person that you it was after i prayerfully brought us together i just discovered that we are bakers so she was like this is very interesting and she started asking that god show me what you are trying to tell me i'm in the midst of bakers and i don't know how to bake but she has a daughter that likes baking so i said uh, you better join the league and i've been thinking honestly from this group i i believe that there is something god wants to use us to do so like i said we share recipes i could call one of my bakers and say please what's the name of the oil you used in that your recipe and she will tell me honestly she's not afraid i have i have even bought cakes for both of them i have other cakes from both of them so i just want to use this to say that you could still have women that are collaborating that are mm-hmm. helping each other that mm-hmm. that's i've not seen any form of bitterness then they, they bring the issue of sorry i have to be very practical they bring mm-hmm. the issue of ah you are doing contribution with with women be careful low money matters these two groups i belong to we have been doing contribution and there has been no default no problem everybody has been getting their share due dates i don't i don't really know maybe it's a different category of women i have come across but one thing i want to say is there is no need for the competition there is no need i i i i believe that we should even be happy when we see our fellow women doing great things we should awesome. we should fight for each other we should push ourselves we should encourage ourselves if there's anything i know god has helped me to do is to encourage the women that I come across to, to 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 help them push their ideas there's nothing wrong in advertising something a friend of yours is doing even if you are not going to get from it 
there's nothing wrong because when she wins she will not also be a burden to you that's how i see it when she's happy she will not bring those bodies to you and you too will be happy so we can we can the story is changing the story is changing yeah that's true yeah. now i i, I promised you guys that were going to be here for 45 minutes but honestly <laughs> am i sure am i sure wow okay we're going to do it a little bit say maybe another 10 minutes there about before i come back to the purpose midwife i think most of this bias or biases as whatever i want to describe it are myths things that you know were created by somebody let me go trust this. One of my teachers, his name is Charles Okebuno. He told a story in one of our sessions about somewhere, I think in the Midwest, in as in the United States. Then they they had this kind of oven. When you're preparing the chicken to put in the oven, you need to cut the chicken into two. Squeeze it, as in cut the chicken into two parts, fold it properly and put into the oven. It's been like from generation to generation, they've been doing it like that. Now they have a big oven and they're still doing it that way. So somebody was like, he had to ask the question, why are we cutting this chicken this way? Why the oven is big enough? Why not just, I mean, put the whole thing in there. And somebody now, one surviving member of that generation now smiled and said, let me tell you guys, the story behind cutting of this chicken in two <laughs> is because then we had a small oven so this chicken could not fit in so what do we do we need to like cut it into two bend it over and put it in and somehow it just became a tradition that you must cut the chicken into even when you have a very big oven so most of this uh, biases we deal with as women are meats that were passed down from generation to generation and somehow they are encoded in our DNA and we just like, I can't help myself but like he said, woman thou art loose what's your take on this? <laughs> I'm just laughing away as if I was talking because the podcast I released today says um, woman never forgets each one mm. is special, each one is needed. Mm. And I, I, I'm so big on, I, I just, I got this, I don't know how to put it, this understanding that each one of us has a flavor that we bring to the table. Every yes. one of us. Awesome. When you're going to cook a pot of soup, you, if you put just salt in it, you don't get the full taste of what you need. You need yeah. some maggi there, you need some, you know, either some no, you need to put mm. some bay leaf in, maybe you're making jollof rice. You need to put like every seasoning and I always mm-hmm. say that every one of us has a different flavor that is needed in that pot of soup. And so when we yeah. begin to say that, like you said, I was sharing, I was in an agenda yesterday, I was saying competition and collaboration. Competition is that we don't even need competition because there yeah. is enough room for all of us. When we collaborate, yeah. we can go further. And so I believe it's a new narrative that we're bringing now. We're saying, okay, you know what? Maybe in the past, that was the bias that was there, but let's reinvent the wheel 
Yeah. Just like IB was saying, and MM kind of mentioned that as well. Let's reinvent the wheel and say, you know what? How can I collaborate? I was saying yesterday, I said, if you're in politics and there are people in your sphere of influence, who can you collaborate with? Yeah. If you're in the education industry, you want to do something, look around you and say, how can, look at what information is. That's, that's, that's wonderful. They're bakers. Mm. And there's, okay, like if you're going to have an exhibition, you're looking around saying, who and who and who have, somebody has, knows how to do the fondant part of it. Somebody knows how to do fruitcake very well. Who can I collaborate with in my sphere of influence? So I think reinventing it, changing our, our mindsets and thinking, okay, you know what? Maybe it might have been in the past, we, we learned that we had to protect our space and just do our thing by ourselves and just kind of think, you know what? I don't want anybody to, to know what I know. But in this new narrative, we're not doing great things. We need to think, if I want, like, like John Matthew says it a lot, if you want to go, if you go by yourself, you're only going to go as far. But if you go, if you go with people, you're going to go further. Oh, if you want to go further as women, let's mm. reinvent it and say, you know what? Who can I collaborate with? Who is doing something that I want to do or something that is doing? Who can I learn from? Who can I do it with? And we'll find that as women, as we begin to do that, guess what? We each unleash our greatness to our world. Yeah. We unleash each our, unleash our flavor. <laughs> Amen. I'll come to you on this because there's a lot of noise. A lot of noise. What do I mean by a lot of noise? Recently in Nigeria, the National Assembly came up with some uh, alien, I call them alien, alien to our way of life. They more or less told us that like the women are not important they are second class and all that and some women got together they protested mm-hmm. you know and yesterday i saw from the national assembly handle they ran they had to restrain on that decision or should i say that policy is- or yeah mm-hmm. but now there is this noise out there you know within the women uh, the feminine universe permit me to use that word how, from your point as an educator, how do we curate this noise and direct it for it to be potent? I think, um, thank you again. I think one of the things that um, Ella was just talking about when you use the word, you know, re- like instead of reinventing the wheel, and one thing I always say is, um, I always say, use the term refresh your mindset. It's yeah. a lot of work. Um, we may think that, you know, starting with one, two, three of us is like little pitter patter of rain, you know, and then it mm. begins to build up and then becomes a, a flood. Yeah. It, this is what they're saying about us, but this is not who we are. And so it's really important for us to really know who we are. So the government yeah. and the National Assembly can do that. And it's good. The women are protesting. That's fine. But we should not let that define us and walk around and go, oh, yeah, they don't think that we're anything. I mean, I'm, I'm actually really shocked to see the reasoning i mean the bills were the number of people that didn't pass a bill i'm I'm thinking are you kidding me is this even happening so you don't want women in government you know but Mm. that doesn't define us that does not mean that we can still have a role and we can still go on fighting you know so we're not defeated we're not defeated you know so um there's something um I, i i would say you know it's important for us to always continue to 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 check ourselves and i'll use the phrase again refresh our mindset there's a yeah. one of the second books I started writing. It's called um, it's called that time they call me nigger, and it's, it's not. Mm. And, and I wrote that in brackets. It's not a hate book. So growing mm. up, we lived in a lot of countries, traveling with my dad, and um, you know, 
this thing about bias, bias is what, what bias actually means is that there are actually no facts to back up what you are thinking. So these things that you're saying is not proven. There's nothing there to to hold it and say, yeah, this is real. Like he was speaking about women fighting, and I don't I don't even go anywhere with that mindset. Anywhere I go, mm. I walk into places that are like twenty thousand nationalities. I don't go there and start feeling, ooh, I'm black. I mean. I love this complexion. Like nobody can tell me nothing. <laughs> I'm telling you, I, I, and I always tell everyone. I mean, I, I always say that I love colors. This is not even black. This is caramel. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> I love that. this. <laughs> you know, so who, who can tell you? Who can be telling you who you are? So is it, I think for us, it's important that we know who we are, and continue to build ourselves up and continue to be that best. So the government, you know. Do what you like, you know. Keep doing what it is, and I, I love the idea of the the protests. But those things should translate to us looking at ourselves again, seeing, okay, I, I want to feature in government. I want to be speaking more in government. What do I need to do? How do I educate myself? How do I empower myself some more? Who do I collaborate with? So I, yeah. I don't go into. I don't go into. I, I went for a meeting once, and they put us in groups. So there were all men on my table, and then they said we should choose. A, you know, choose a secretary, choose a chairperson. And all of these men turned and looked at me. Like I think there were twelve of them. I was the only lady on that table. They said, "Aha, you be the secretary." So I Why said, "Why should I be the secretary?" <laughs> yes. So I said, "Oh, actually, I wanted to be the chairperson." Ooh. And then not only, I mean, not only were these just men. They're northern men, you know. This, so this was in Abuja. And they're wow. all, they're, they're all like, ah, madam, we're like, you know. And I'm like, <laughs> so I decided. I like, I like that. <laughs> yeah, because it was so funny. He looked at me and said, "You be the secretary." I said, "Oh, I was actually coming here to be the chairperson." Why should I be no, the secretary? Uh huh. So I'm saying, so it's really important for us to know who we are. I'm not even. I don't. I'm yeah. not. A, I'm not a, a fighter person. I believe that diplomacy can get you. Ooh, so much. Oh my goodness, it can get you so much stuff. So. That's your style of fighting diplomacy. <laughs> that's, that's how I fight my own <laughs> battles and things. So yes, it's important that we refresh our minds and let nobody tell you who you are. Keep building yourself up to be the bestest, bestest, bestest version. You know, keep yeah. getting yourself, build your capacity, educate yourself, build, you know, develop yourself to that level where prepare yourself, practice in front of, you know, the mirror. You, you, who says you can be the president? Who says you can play those roles? Okay, so mm-hmm. the thing about bias is that they're unfounded. Someone has it in the back of their mind, but they're not—they're not proven. So you prove it. You build yourself to the point where you can prove that you actually are the person for these things. That we can actually achieve these things that we want to be. That we can rule the nation. That we can do the things that people are saying that we can. So, and, and that's what I think I love about that. Woman, thou art loose. Give yourself permission, yeah, permission, and then build yourself up to be that person, you know, or those people. Let's come together. So all the noise of make that's fine, but let's look at ourselves and see what do I really need? What skills do I need? Who do I collaborate with? This is where I yes. want to be. Let's get ourselves awesome. there. Okay, nothing awesome. should stop us. So let's you refresh know, our mindsets. Yeah, I, I love that mindset. We, we we walk into a room. We all sit down to do a job, and you call me to be the secretary. Excuse me. What what <laughs> gave, what gave you that impression that I didn't come here to be the chairman of the board? Is <laughs> oh, is it because <laughs> I'm I'm that. That. I really <laughs> you know? So I do, do. You know why I say that? Fortunately, I've been working with women all my life. You know, in university, in my department, till date, I'm still in touch with almost all of them. You know, I had 
we were about 110, I think, in mm. number. Then 79 were women. So wow. give or take, do, do, do the math. <laughs> yeah, do the math. So somehow, relating with my mom, so I know how to deal with women. So I'm always in the midst of them. And there's something at that level I came to realize. When it comes to decision-making, they always run away and they push the men. And I tell them, why should you do that? I know some of them are listening to me. They will attest to that. Mm-hmm. One of them called, we were having a conversation the other day and she said, you are like a big brother to us because you always tell us things we could do. I said, excuse me, we're here. We want to make a decision. And you say, okay, the guys... No, 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 no. Why should the guys be the ones? Why? Uh, because... You are a guy and you are what? So <laughs> give yourself that permission to breathe, you know, to live, to become, to be. Ivy, you've been writing so much. Are you writing a book? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not writing a book, but I love the secretary for today's show. I need your voice in what MM just said now, you know, giving yourself the permission to become, to be. Yeah. How, how, do we, how do we go about that? Giving yourself the permission. Well, I think that, um, you know, that sometimes, and I just want to touch on what MS said a little, MS said a little bit. I think that we have been programmed. They programmed us that if you go into a room as a woman, you don't step forward, you don't, uh, when you step forward, it means you're too forward. You don't, uh, we've been conditioned to not to take, um, uh, you know, leadership positions and all of that. So when MN said, who told me I came to be, be the secretary? I came to be, I really like that. And I mm. think that, um, I think a lot of things, a lot of that kind of thinking processes is changing, that a lot of men are empowering uh, their, their children, their daughters to think wide and think uh, uh, that they can become all that, that they can possibly become. And I think that also that uh, we live in the world now where the, where the, the, where, you know, the narrative is also changing, that women are beginning to become breadwinners and women are doing things that, yeah. that men couldn't do. Or rather, mm. women are beginning to do those things that they couldn't do in the past. Like I grew up, like I said, in the family where uh, there were nine girls and four boys. And I grew up an empowered woman because whenever my father wanted something done, apologies, my brothers, you know, he just knew that once he told my sisters, it was done and dusted, mm. done. So he gave us a voice. We, we challenged traditions, we challenged the narratives, even when he died. Tradition couldn't hold us back because he had given us a voice. So for me, I grew up, you know, as a woman, not afraid to be, to speak my mind, not afraid to take up responsibilities. And I'm also opening up myself again more. So if someone tells me, do you want to do this? Yeah, I want to do it. Even if I'm not sure, I can do it and do it wobbly, wobbly, but I'll do, I'll, I'll do my best and make sure that, um, that I do it properly. Now, there's something else I wanted to talk about when Eno was saying, um, about the women, um, the House of Assembly, whatever. I think that, you know, one of the reasons why we're protesting or the ladies are protesting was because we 
I, I, I don't know what was happening when the bills were being passed. Where I'm sure there are some women politicians there. Mm-hmm. Were we not reading what was happening? Were we not informed to come to the table? You know what I mean? So I think that we should, and that, again, that also comes from the point where we're like, we don't speak up. Even when they're mm-hmm. saying things about us, it doesn't work right uh-huh. now. Don't so I think that we should speak up. We should be more informed. Mm. We should be more informed and be willing to speak up. And we should learn the language of negotiation. Sometimes aggression wouldn't help it. The protest wouldn't help it. And I like what MM does. She's a diplomat. She loves to be diplomatic. So yeah. we have to learn the language of negotiation to get the results that we want. But for us to get those results, we have to understand what we're fighting. So we have to come informed and learn to collaborate with with um, with with other women like us and com- complement and complement one another. Amazing. Thank you. Guys, I have been oh discussing with these amazing women, you know, celebrating the International Women's Day and also the month of March for women, because we will go on and on on the World Cafe podcast this March to talk about women, celebrate them and all that. You will agree with me, we've been having an amazing time, but you know, they are women and, you know, by this time of the day, they need to take care of, you know, the home front. So I won't keep them for long anymore, you know, so... <laughs> I agree We didn't say so. We didn't say so. Well, well. Now that's stereotyping now because, like, I'm stereotyping. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't get <laughs> <myself on. laughs> We're putting you on the spot. Yes, honestly, I'm glad you guys took this time to do this with me, you know, but, uh, Time is never enough. I know when I call upon you again for us to do this, you will, I mean, oblige. But before I let all of you go, I'm going to take one final, English will call it one final word, but you and I know it's more than a word. I'm going to start with the proposed midwife. I'll go to IB, come to MM, and uh, come to Eforma. Your take, as we say, bye-bye. Wow, this has been so good. Like, I can't even explain. I've had so much fun. Thank you, Amax, for doing this. This has been so good. And I want my last thing I want to just chip in is, women, let's show up. I was saying this yesterday in the question. I said, women, let's show up. If you're in the home front, show up for your children. If you're called into politics, if that's where your sphere of influence you're according to, show up there. If you're called into entertainment, show up there. If you're calling to ministry, show up there. Wherever sphere of influence you're calling to, show up there. If we show up, I believe that it starts. Even sometimes we don't feel like we're qualified, but you just show up and let everything else start to work from there. Just show up like you're ordained to show up and be ready to do what you're called to do. Awesome. Just show up. Ivy? In addition to showing up, just do it afraid regardless just do it do it and i also want to say that we women should be a network that supports one another a net that works you know so when we we should complement 
we should complement and complement one another and change the narrative. So I am applauding you. I am standing for you. I support you. I encourage you. Let's change the narrative and become that net that works for one another. Awesome. Awesome. Amen. Lovely. I think um, these are just awesome words. I think one thing also to, to remind us is to um, continue to adapt that mindset where we are um, we are constantly building up ourselves and equipping ourselves. Again, we're not saying go back to school. We're not throwing anyone to go and do a PhD. Um, yeah. I don't know, read a book, you know, just activate your brain. Let your brain be active, okay? Because these are the things. You're building up mastery. And so as we're, as we're grooming ourselves to get to these places, even at home, children have to, to access to so much stuff that if we're not careful, they... They, yeah, they, they they know a lot more. I mean, they do know quite a quite you know quite a lot, uh, you know, more than us to an extent in some areas. You know, so you just want to continue to be the best version of yourself in every little thing that you do. Whether you're a homemaker, learn you know learn more, learn something new. Keep activating your brain. Keep getting yourself equipped. All right. If it's if it's to whatever the handwriting, you know. So so the, the, actually there are no limits anymore nowadays because we have access to so much information, and it might be just something as collaborating with a group like what she has done with the bible study you may have a group of people yeah. where you're learning new skills new words how to do public speaking whatever it is you want to prepare yourself for be determined set a goal and work towards it okay so keep your brain active keep learning so that's what i would say to you yeah so equip yourself keep yourself equipped a rolling stone gathers no marks more or less keep moving on keep moving on if i know and I will say, as we keep moving on, let's know that freedom comes with a price. As we have been declared loose, there's a price. Mm. There's a responsibility to our freedom. We have mm. been set free to free others. Ooh. We have been set to go and lose others. We mm. have been loved to go and love others. Mm. Let's not keep it to ourselves. Yeah. Sometimes Woo! we feel generosity is about um, giving money, money, material things. But even as MM has told us about refreshing ourselves, let's share the information we have. Let's share the knowledge that can help the next person. It yeah. should not be something we must gain from. When one person wins, we all win. Thank Woo! you. Wow. Wow. Guys, the table. Yes. Am I- Mm, mm, mm. Wonderful. You know, I told you from the beginning of the show, I am blessed amongst women. You can imagine, you know, all the conversations I've been going on in this room this moment. I mean, they are treasures to me. I'm so grateful. I am so grateful. Guys, you know how we do it on the show? We come into the room, the word cafe to lean on each other, learn from each other's experience and grow. Yes, I am your host, Amakri Isoboye. You know how I say it? I believe in the power of words. Why? They are the unit of creation. Till I come here again, March is for women. I have more women coming on the show and we'll see more, more treasures from them. Thank you. God bless you. Bye for now. Let me hear bye from all the women. Let me hear bye.
see that for before we sign off, I just want to encourage you. Yeah, it's been a wonderful time. And also, I'd like to hear from you your feedback. You know, you've been listening to the World Cafe podcast. I would love to hear from you the feedback. If you have any questions, yeah, you go ahead and ask those questions. You can reach me at my email address, amakrigaribaldi at gmail.com. Amakri is A M A C H R O double E G A R I B A L D I at gmail.com. Yeah. And uh, we'll get back. You know how we do it on the show. Thank you. Heart for time. It has been with you on the Word Cafe podcast today. Thank you for being there. You can catch me up on my social media handles, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, all at Amakri Isoboye. Also, you can get copies of my books, A Cocktail of Words, The Color of Words, and my HRO Notebook on Amazon and on Robin Heights online bookstores. You can also subscribe to my YouTube page at the same address. Yes, till we see you again. Bye for now.